0: Presented by XFL2K.com with your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to this is XFL Podcast. I'm your host, Tron Hawkins. You know, we got some news this week and it was it was news that we kind of figured kind of figured out a long time ago. We just needed somebody to confirm it, you know, like when you're in high school and you thought your girlfriend was cheating on you, and it turns out it was true, but you had to know for sure before you said anything, or when you always maybe thought you was adopted because you didn't look quite like your family, and a couple years later they're like, "Hey, sorry son, you're adopted." That is kind of what happened this week with this lawsuit uh, against the AAF. We kind of always figured that it's supposed to be the XFL all along. That we kind of figured that the timing was kind of weird, but now we know why. A lawsuit came out earlier this week that said Bob Benanditz and Charlie Ebersaw collectively created the idea of XFL 2.0, which became the Alliance American Football. Benedict feels he is entitled to at least 50% of the AAF. The following should give more clarity and directly from page two of the lo- lawsuit. Thanks to XFL2K.com, um, he kind of dug this up before it was deleted. It got deleted as soon as he kind of got wind of it. But he, you know, he kind of he didn't break the news. Um, that was. Um, Darren Ro- Rovell, but he kinda XFO2K.com, who I'm partnering with, uh, thank you again. He kinda got the lawsuit and was able to upload it to XFO2K.com before it was deleted. We don't know if there's any other copies of it out there. So if you got a chance, to go to xfo 2 kcom I'm gonna kinda skim over it and kind of give you the details, but he goes in the details and the charts and everything about you know what was supposed to happen with the AAF. So let's kinda talk about it. This case is about the untold and complete story of how the Alliance of American Football is a horrible name that you can kind of tell they just kind of did like a random football league generator name. I'm not being negative, i just saying it's a bad name. Even AF AAF fans will agree that it's a fucking horrible name. Um it will, it will tell how it was conceived, founded, announced in lots. It says as of early May of 2007 defendant Charles Charlie Eversall, Charlie Eversall. Has been peddling a fictional tale regarding the genesis of the AAF that only a Hollywood story killer could conceive. The truth is that Ibersaw was one of two, not him, um, just him, co founders that formed a joint venture or partnership agreement in furtherance of launching the AAF, and that he conspired with his father, Duncan Dick Ibersaw, who was originally one of the uh, XFL founders with uh, Minimac. Mac. Keith Ravers, William Bill Polian, Thomas Tom Vett, and others to co opt and purlone fellow co founder Robert Vannix' 50% ownership, interest, and in other rights and benefits through a series of deliberate, fraudulent, intentional, wrongful, and deceptive acts, as well as out him from partnership and joint venture that would become known as AAF. What he's saying is he's one of the co founders. Now, it's kind of funny how this kind of came out after the whole. Two hundred fifty million dollar investment um, from the owner of the, of the Hurricanes. I don't know if this guy wants a piece of it. I don't know how much it is true, but some of this, it's got to be true for it to be in court documents. That's how I look at it. Um, they had to get the information from somewhere. This guy just didn't sit at home and go, "You know what? I don't know how I' gonna get my money. I am gonna say I cop on the AF and invest them in the XFL two point oh." Like he didn't just make this up. He had to. It has some of it has to have some grain of truth in it. That's how I look at it. He didn't just wake up one day and go, "You know what? I have an idea to make some money." It's possible. You know, all of it's true, but uh, you anyway. know plaintiff Robert Vanich is entitled to 50% ownership uh, interest in the defendant Legendary Field Exhibitions LLC, which is otherwise known as the American Football Line. It's kind of like how Al- Alpha Entertainment owns the XFL, a professional football league that is now nearly three weeks into its first season. Of Games and recently secured a $250,000 commitment and funding from businessman and owner of the national football uh, National Hockey League's Carolina Hurricanes Thomas Tom Dundon as a result in part events to the business plaintiff is informed and believes that this is further funding was structured in such a way to get done and others equal equity and sorry in the AAF which required Bennett's consent given the 5050 equity agreement to had had which i ever saw as well as the agreement regarding how the business was to be structured and controlled Vanishes further entitled to seek the clarity relief as the to a defendant of Eversol sports media group Inc.'s role and in any control or ownership of the AAF which was born out of a joint venture partnership Agreement initially dubbed the secret code word for the business XFL 2.0 later known as project Phoenix it's not the most crazy name in the world. Project Phoenix, Phoenix rising from the ashes, from the dead. Let's be honest, X was dead. Now, here's what I have to say. Charlie Limbsall made, which I'll get into this later. He made that documentary about Vince, probably in 2016. Let's be honest, um, he made it. And it came out until two years later, but you know how they, you know how movies and stuff go. He made it. He had the idea that he wanted to do it, like Vince did. I don't think he meant to take the idea from Vince. I think he was trying to do it as a, you know, Vince and dad wanted to do this again. I'm gonna make their dream come true. I don't think he was doing it in a Vinceful way. But when Vince told him no about buying it, which we'll get into later, buying the name and the rights and everything, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna start my own damn league with his own name. And that's when they put the name in the random football generator and come up with the of American football. <clears throat> in the filing, Vantage um, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I don't. I just don't know how to say the guy's name. Uh, vintage uh, attached a copy of AAF's then referred to as XFL 2.0 sales presentation that was to be used during pitches. The presentation outlines who they were or, their corporate timeline, how they plan on acquiring the XFL rights from WWE, their original plan markets, their expansion plan, as well as some insight on how they want to distribute the games. I went through this is what XFL2k.com says and pulled some notable slides, which you can see below, it would it if you would like to view the full filing, you can do so here. So again, go to XFL2K.com if you want to see this whole thing. Um, it's, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, I, I'll go over the timeline and everything, but you gotta see it for yourself. Again, thank you to xfl2k.com. Um he he's the best out there on getting news like this. Okay, so Fairway 2017 ESPN study 30 for 30. This was the SFL first airs. Uh, now this is what it was supposed to happen. Charlie Basol Sports Media Inc. C E S M is incorporated. April two thousand seventeen. SESM purchases XFL assets and rights from Vince Mann and NBC for fifty million dollars in the combined in the combination of cash and stock. So they was prepared to buy the rights, the naming rights from Vince and NBC Obviously that didn't happen. Vince was like, Hell no. Since y'all want to start I'm to start a league. I want to do it better. I mean that, I mean let's be honest. They Charlie saw rushed this, I think. I don't care it says two years in the making or not. I don't think it was. I don't think it has been. That's that's the thing that hungs me up about this case is if it's really two years in the making, why is it such to a bad start? Well why are they waiting until after the XFL announcement to announcement to announce it? That's that's the thing I don't get. Rennance files 450 million regulation. A plus financing with SEC and commits capital to XFL 2.0 That supposed to be May 2017. June 2017, 10 million seed investments round opens. June 2017 as well. XFL 2.0 inks exclusive landmark distribution deal with W network. And I'll go with this in a minute too. They wanted to help W. And you know, this a been going around for a while, the W network. They wanted to be tickered. They want it to be tiered um, content. Their pitch was they could ex- they could help the XFL get to the I mean the WWE get to that tiered content by doing the XFL games on there. But as you know now, Vince wants to keep the XFL and WWE separate, and I, I think I think them want to use him as a platform, kind of rubbing the wrong way. It would never worked. Football and WWE network never worked. If it did work, they'd be putting old XFL games on there. Let's be honest. Uh, June two thousand seventeen also is supposed to happen. XFL two break uh, two point oh HQ fifty mm fifty M mm, I guess million dollars. Reg release uh, Reg A plus opens. October two thousand seventeen, ten cities with pieces was supposed to be selected. Um, uh, October two thousand seventeen, December uh, HQ Regional A financing closes. In January to May twenty eighteen, team reg A plus financing campaign are once per, two per month. So the teams are gonna start financing money. In July 2018, plus we're next for draft. August 2018, combine and practice begins. 2017 cities franchise bids are due, and so they was going to do a franchise model. They were not just going to do XFL owned. Uh, I don't think they anyway. They're going to do um, you know everything, and then finally, this past February, XFL 2.0 is supposed to kick off, which makes sense. Um, like we said on uh, some of the message boards and stuff, we always thought that this was supposed to be the XFL 2.0. I mean, it kind of seemed that way, and that's why it kind of it kind of seems that way now with them losing money and stuff. It looks like they're going down the same path that XFL 2001 kind of did. So here's the deal: asset purchase of all XFL assets, purchase price equal to 50 million, paid as combination of cash and stocks. Stock will be issued at closing and at price series A valuation. Cash payment spread over three years. We purchase rights fee of for one dollar if hundred million is not raised or hundred MM is not raised within eighteen months or the event of any material default. That'll be your early stockholders will each be able to invest in seed round under scramble rules. First part party to blend hundred million will receive equal equity and option to convert 50% discount to the series A valuation. This is their main goal was to drive more subscribers and revenue to the WWE network and its over the top platform and support the WWE's three pillars. So, here is the WWE network proposed deal digital joint venture between the XFL and WWE. Through your deal with the WWE network, we will get exclusive broadcasts or stream rights to its choice of two games per week. So, we're going to do all four games. Fixed fee paid by WWE for exclusive broadcast or stream rights. Revenue share on ECPM, Uplift, and Digital. Freemium model with skinny bundles under revenue share. First, look at all of Cinelli projects and be Network Audience Extension Initiative. Now, here's the digital distribution and monetization model what they wanted to charge and everything. Delayed games and archives content was free, so that's ad support. And so it's gonna be like you can watch this, but you're gonna have to. Wait a few days to watch it. Um, game day live season package, 45 games, was going to be $43 per season, which ain't bad. Uh, single game package, $5 per game. So if you want to watch, you know, if you want to watch every game separate, it's going to be a lot of money. Team package, eight games plus playoffs that they make it, was going to be $20 a season. So if you was a fan of, say, LA team, you can buy just their team games for $20 a season, or you can buy every single game for $45. Pretty much a dollar game. Um, they also had a um all access year round premium. Includes red zone. Now here's the problem I have. If you only have four games, how the hell are you gonna have a red zone channel? Which I guess it's gonna have ten games, but there's supposed been ten teams. Um again, how the f- how the hell are you gonna have a red zone channel with that many games going on at once? I don't get what they want to try to do. Um, including red zone reality shows, fantasy shows, fan show, exhibition, draft, insider archives. So it had everything. It pretty much was going to be their NFL network. Virtual reality, augmented reality package is it, to be determined. So they was kind of going to do a virtual or augmented reality package on the network. Okay, here's where they wanted to play. Iconic cities with growing MSAs, data-driven decisions target certain NFL legacy cities. Last teams. i well, will get to that in a minute. It was going to be U.S. only for one to three years. Markets where will be the main attraction. Local markets must compete for a team. Expansion of two teams per year, growing from eighteen to the beginning to twelve. So here was the likely markets for year one: Oakland, which makes sense, because you know they thought that the Raiders would be out of town, out of town by then. Uh, San Diego, which um, is where the AAF is now. Uh, Oklahoma City, which is different, and San Antonio, which is where the AAF is now. Memphis, which is where the AF is now. Birmingham, which is where they're at now. Columbus, Ohio, which is different. And Orlando, which is where they're at now. The XFL legacy cities were going to be Memphis, which was the Maniacs before. Birmingham, which was the um, Bolts, where the Blast Bolts. And Orlando, uh, which was. Um, what the hell was Orlando? I'm drawing a blank here. Um but anyway, they was um they was gonna target those cities and just call them legacy cities. My na- my guess is um they was just gonna use the same team names. Would be my guess. I mean again, this all makes sense now that the AEF was gonna do this, that they originally it was been XFL because of the cities that they targeted. It's not a coincidence that they targeted cities that don't have football teams, kinda like the XFL did originally. And it was Orlando Rage. So I just looked that up, Orlando Rage. Um, was the team name back then? So that was the eight cities Oakland, San Diego, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Memphis, Birmingham, Columbus, Ohio, and Orlando, Florida. Now, if you think about it, and I'm about to name the expansion cities I was looking at for future years, these might be, you know, Oakland, Oklahoma, Columbus might be cities that the AAF, if they survive, expand to later. So remember this later on. So the possible uh, expansion markets I was looking at was Las Vegas, which again would be XFL city. Here's the weird one: Ann Arbor, Michigan. They want to play in the big house. I'm sorry, the XFL can put a hundred thousand people in there, so that was going to be weird. Um, Portland, which makes sense. Phoenix, which is where they're at now, I'm miserably failing. St. Louis, which is where the XFL knew though, Virginia and the Carolinas. So that was their possible expansion um, locations. And I think I mean, again, if you look at the model, Vincent is doing a little bit different this time. They, AF. AF, kind of when they wanted to be XFL two wanted to originally do what they XFL did begin with and go to places that didn't have teams like Oakland, like San Diego, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Memphis, Birmingham, Columbus, Orlando. All in don't have teams. So that's originally what they wanted to do. Even when they did expansion, the only place they were going to go that had a football team was Phoenix, the Carolinas, and maybe Virginia if DC. So it's going to the smaller markets. There's going to maybe like Richmond or somewhere like that for the Virginia team Maybe somebody that ain't got a team um, in the Carolinas, like Raleigh or something. You know, maybe what they wanted to do. But Vince is doing it different this time. Vince is doing it big cities like New York, like C, like L.A. Again. Um, even St. Louis is a big city. They don't have football. I think originally, I think Vince and XFL. Put down more money for St. Louis. I think St. Louis was one of the teams that AAF was trying to get. Um, that might be why they scrambled and got like a Salt Lake City or somewhere random like that. Um, I think they wanted to be in St. Louis, and Vincent and them just beat them to the punch. So it makes sense. This all makes sense now, and we all kind of figured it was how the timing was. This was originally supposed to be the XFL. The AAF was originally put the XFL, and I thank the God that it never happened. So Project Phoenix seems like it's. Going to Crashing Burn. Um, Vince and then doing two years. I don't think Charlie ever saw it, ever hired Andrew Luck. And he would never got Bob's Stoops. He would have never got Pep Hamilton. He would even got Jim Zorn. This is the difference between the two. their XFL has got time to do it. Vince has hired good football people. I ain't saying they good football people on that side. Bill Polian is a genius. You know, he's a good GM and everything. But what did Troy Palomalu know about football right now? What is does Heinz Ward? He's only played it. Vince and then put management people in positions to secede, and that's why the XFL is going to, I think, succeed. One AF, and that's nothing against AF. I watch AF. I love football. I want to see both succeed. But in the, the day, Vince said, "You know what? No, you're not going to ruin." Vince seeing how hard, how horrible of a plan this was to put it on the WWE Network and try all this stuff, and the city is going to be in. Vince seen how hard I idea it was, and he didn't want the XFL's name on there, so he said, No, I'll do it. I'll show you how to do it. So I don't think it's as much as Charlie stabbing Vince in the back. It was Charlie was but hurt that he couldn't get the XFL name. So he said, I'll show you. And I'll compete against you. And uh, you know, that's, that's what everybody's trying to do. everybody trying to convince compete against Vince and what happens in the end. Vince always wins. Vince always wins. XFL might not last forever either, but they're going to outlast AAF. I guarantee you that Thank you for listening again. I hope you enjoyed this uh, project Phoenix episode I thought it was just fascinating story um, about how this was originally supposed to be the XFL 2.0 If you have any questions or anything um, Or want to leave a review do that leave a review on uh, any podcast platform um, Check me out on uh, XFL2k.com um, my videos are on there check out his web page check out his new site It is wonderful stuff Probably the best XFL website outside of XFL.com and hell he's got one using XFL.com does Um, Check out um, XF podcast. We we, you know we do a lot of stuff with them Um, Check out XFL board a lot of XFL fans on there. Uh, check out our discord for XFL. It's XFL 2k discord and uh, Check out XFL 2k.com too for Dallas y'all t-shirts I'm sure on the XFL show you heard people talking about how they have t-shirts for Dallas y'all. That's us That's us at XFL 2k.com so check us out, uh, buy a t-shirt, um, and just let us know how we're doing. Um, thank you. Have a good night, and uh, I'll be back next time with another episode. Probably be about the next coach. Who do y'all think is going to be? Um, or what city? It seems to me they're alternating east, west, east, west, or west, east, west, east. So I think we're going to get an east team next: St. Louis, New York, or Tampa. Um, it might be Tampa. It might be St. Louis. That's my two guesses. So, but anyway, stay tuned. Um, I'll pump it, put out as much content as I can, and have a good night.